0: luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.
1: For multiple bonus shows per week and access to our full podcast archive featuring in-depth interviews, movie commentaries, and live shows, please check out the Steel Wars Patreon podcast feed. The content club level is just $3 a month and is chock full of Star Wars fun and really helps the ongoing production of the show. All the bonus shows download into your podcast app like any other show. Give a month a try at patreon.com forward slash Steel Wars. Link is in this episode's show notes. And if you do, hit us up for a question for the weekly Patreon Q&A. And now, on with the show. I really hope you enjoy it.
2: What's up, guys? Welcome to Strothers Wars. I am Eric Strothers and I do love Steel Wars. And in each episode, I find a Patreon supporter to talk about it with. In this episode, I got to talk to Catherine Neen, or as Steel would say, Canine. If you've heard any of the earlier live shows or the late-night movie reaction pods, you've definitely heard Catherine. She asks questions at the shows. She's been to a ton of them. She made a cape in honor of Rogue One from a Your Snoke Theory Suck shirt, which we definitely talk about that in this episode. What makes this episode extra special is that I got to talk to Catherine one-on-one, late at night one evening in Chicago after a day of Star Wars Celebration 2019. It was fantastic to be able to do this in person and the fact that it was Catherine that I was able to talk to in this fashion made it just that much more special. She is fantastic. Just a great person all around. Anyway, she, she had some excellent episode picks. So let's just dive right into this. So, Catherine, here we are. We've had this set up. I'm looking at my the header of this email right now. <laughs> and you you sent me this list on December 2nd of 2018. And if this helps anybody figure out how long that's been, we are um, just finished the last day of Star Wars Celebration yes. 2019. It's been a little bit. Mm. Yeah. But mm. we're finally going to do this. Finally.
3: Finally. And in person. So
2: it makes it even more special. Yeah. Okay. yeah. A lot of these things that Steele typically asks people that he interviews, I've been mm-hmm. asking all of the Patreon supporters who who do this. Uh, how did you first get into Star Wars?
3: Uh, into Star Wars? Um, that would be, thanks. think, to my older brother and sister who were obviously watching the movies taped it off the tv and so i was watching it along with them and we watched it oh, a lot of weekends you know as you do what will we watch go through the betamax, oh,
2: the Star Wars. <laughs> betamax that's oh, awesome beta we didn't have a betamax we had vhs because we we weren't we weren't well-to-do, <laughs> like the Betamax people.
3: Oh, yes, the Betamax. Yeah. Well, it turned out to be the wrong choice. however. Yeah.
2: <laughs> so, so do you remember the very first Star Wars movie that you saw in a movie theater?
3: In a movie theater would be Caravan of Courage. Oh.
2: <laughs> I always forget that that was in cinemas for you guys. Yeah. That's pretty awesome, actually. Yeah. I wish I could have seen it in a cinema, but I did not.
3: It, it was a little country town because we were visiting um, my mum's family up in northern Queensland. So during the day, it's the town hall and, and market. <laughs> and then at night, there's a big screen that comes down and this... Great big projector. Oh,
2: so good. Keep going.
3: <laughs> and these deck chairs of like these canvas uh-huh. sack material. And that's how I watched Caravan of Courage. And they're my love of Ewoks.
2: That's an awesome story. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> so I came from a little small town, too. Yeah. And we had a movie theater uh, proper it has since burned to the ground mm. But those, that is just the sort of thing that we would do in a small town So yeah. I get it Yeah. Um, <laughs> now, <laughs> did you get into any of the toys and stuff when you were young?
3: My brother had a number of the figures Which I did enjoy sort of looking at and playing with Unfortunately at some point in time My mother decided, oh he doesn't play with these anymore And out they went, along with um, my brother's full set of 1984 Essendon bomber footy cards, which the Essendon supporters out there will realise is somewhat significant in that they won the premiership that year. So my mother hasn't lived that down (laughs)
2: <laughs> so I, that's, I stupidly voluntarily let my stuff get sold mm. at a garage sale when I was young because I was like, all I saw was dollar signs. I'm gonna yeah. be rich. Now oh. I'm in, I'm in, I'm in seventh grade. I'm gonna get like forty dollars <laughs> out of this. I'm gonna be loaded. Oh. I, I hate it. Mm. I'm so sad because yeah. I had some really cool gear. Mm. Uh, so, how did you first get into Steel Wars?
3: I was a listener of. I Love Green Guide Letters, I found that um, initially I was looking in the Green Guide and there was an article about I Love Green Guide Letters. Um, You know, back when um, the editor was, I can't remember his name, but he was a friend or friendly to steal and, and, um, yeah, he had an article in there about the podcast and I was listening to a few podcasts. I started... With um the Get This podcast for the comedy people out there, you might remember that one. um and then I got into some survivor podcasts but,
2: oh, <laughs> oh wow So yes. you're yeah. a big podcast fan just all around. Uh,
3: my list is never ending of of podcasts. It's it's a very, very long list of podcasts I listen to, which I listen to at one speed. like,
2: it's like you're reading my mind. I was just going to ask you that mm-hmm. if you'd listen to them at accelerated speed.
3: Some I can do parts of. Like I might go, oh, I might one and a half this till the end. Mm-hmm. But it's pretty much it's one speed, which is, yeah, if if you've got a backlog like I do, it's not good.
2: Well, people tell me I'm a monster for listening <laughs> to them too fast, that I'm just an absolute monster that has no place in modern mm-hmm. society. So I try to keep it. Mostly secret, but it's out. The secret's out now. Now, Every now and then, depending on the podcast, especially with really strong accents, especially Australian accents, I have to – I try to listen to it close to Mm -hmm. double speed. Yeah, I have to, like, back it down a little bit because I can't (laughs) can't understand.
3: Yeah. When I listen back to podcasts I'm on, um, so I'll download it and listen to it. I will one and a half speed that. Because, well, I know what's being spared. Right, right, right. And I'm like, oh, one and a half speed, I sound all right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I've got a story about this that I know is some of you guys may have heard. One time I, the very first podcast I did as a Star Wars podcaster, I guess, was with my friends at the Star Wars Underworld. Everybody Mm. was in Celebration London, except for Ben Hart. And so he got a few of their Patreon supporters together to do a podcast of us in the United States who had been seeing the live stream. And I had always listened to it on one and a half speed. Well, the way they record the show, because they broadcast it live on the internet while they record, they play the theme and everything. And the theme's playing, and I'm like, did I drink too much cough medicine (laughs) or something? Why is everything going so slow? This sounds ridiculous. And so I found myself like trying to talk really fast, because that's how I'm used to thinking about podcasts. But, uh, yeah, I, I totally get wanting to listen to him at one speed. I yep. definitely do. And speaking, you've been to several of Steele's live shows.
3: Yes, I wish I could say all of them. Unfortunately, there's been a couple I haven't been to, which breaks my heart. But, yes, I um, try to get to all of them that I can.
2: Now, does it bother you that after all these years of support, he still mispronounces your last name? <laughs> With a hard K at the front.
3: Uh, I'm used to it. I'm used to it. It's steel and Steel and Last Names, as we all know, just don't. Go together,
2: yeah. It's they're they're like his uh, white whale, I guess yeah. you'd say. <laughs> well, you know what? You you've got a ton of good episodes here, and y- you've probably picked more than we'll be able to get oh. to. But we're going to hit a bunch of these.
3: If, if anyone saw me shopping during Star Wars Celebration, you know I can't stop at one thing; I've got to <laughs> get it all.
2: <laughs> I definitely understand. I I sent uh, Luke Cruiser through the the celebration store. Uh, and he picked up a couple of things for me. And then whenever I got the chance to finally go in myself, yeah. I bought more of the exact same things <laughs> <laughs> that he got yes. me. So I do understand. But uh, I'll look at these guys all, all tiptoeing around trying to be quiet. I appreciate <laughs> it. So uh, well, let's take a look at your first pick. It's episode 134 with Mike Quinn. Mm. And uh, you got a couple of chunks of it here. Tell me about this episode.
3: So Mike Quinn is the puppeteer who worked on Nia and numb but also he started off um with doing helping with yoda as well and i think it's fascinating the puppetry behind you know how they did it how he worked you know was it yoda's right hand or left hand in return of the jedi
1: now the other uh sort of very exciting thing that you're involved with <coughs> on return of the jedi was uh yoda I, I believe, yeah i believe you were in control of one of the
4: hands yeah the right hand yeah just like i used to do with uh for Fozzie bear with with frank oz and, and sometimes with miss piggy so so i'd already performed that role with frank and, and muppet characters for, for him so he knew what i was able to do and, and chose me to do it for yoda as well plus i'm small you know and i'm I don't. Yoda's hut is a very small area. Yeah. So being being small, you can tuck in out of the way a lot easier too. Yeah, I
1: I don't want to flatter you too much, but his right hand has always been my favourite, Mike.
4: Oh, thank you. More than the left. (laughs) Way more than the left. Well, the left is always like he's always got the cane. I mean, what can you do with when you're holding a cane, right? So. (laughs) (laughs) Now
1: I one of the most. Like t- touching um, and, and sad scenes in in all the Star Wars films is the passing of Yoda. Now, what was the vibe like on the set for that? Is that just another day at the office, or is there a little bit more weight to a to a death scene like that?
4: Um, I w- I would say the the entire. S- scene really we treated the same way page to page to page um uh i mean he didn't have as much to do in in jedi as he did in empire but but we you know we rehearsed uh uh quite solidly for for several days uh with with frank working out um every single beat uh of when he turns and how he turns and and his when he takes his breath and how he sits down on the bed and and his attitude, uh, his his dynamics, that kind of thing. Everything was very, very carefully rehearsed and thought out. Uh, So we took it all very seriously, Um, you know, whether he was going to die or not. uh, It sort of didn't make any difference. It it was all about making him as focused and real and believable as as possible and getting that consistent performance from angle to angle, uh, you know, as they set up the different, reverses and shots and take out walls of the heart and stuff everything has to has to match the cadence and the and the performance and timings and and you know every head turn was was worked out so that they could edit anywhere they want and it would match basically uh if they need to so so we we just took the whole thing very seriously uh anyway um and you know frank approaches his characters not as you know animations cartoons or puppets but as 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 actors essentially he he approaches yoda as as a as a a serious actor would approach uh their character so so everything was 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 very professional and very serious that's not to say we didn't have a few laughs here and there uh, on set as well um which we did did of course but uh yeah so so but we also had this you know extra secret that that uh we couldn't tell that we knew we knew what was going to happen with yoda which so was kind of cool.
1: Yeah, and the, the the bit where he gets tucked into bed is just <coughs> yeah adorable. Just yeah. adorable. <laughs> like...
3: But for me, the revelation that Nianum was a puppet, I was I until that episode, I've I'd been thinking, oh, it's a guy in a suit, it's a guy with a mask on. Nuts, nah, a puppet. And I'm like, what? That blows my mind.
2: Uh, well, I'm. Um... I'm exactly in the same boat as you. It's like, I guess, but probably some part of me knew it was a puppet, but it, it was real as could be to yeah. me. And so now when I look at it, now that I know, I mm. can see it a little bit more, but but that's so cool that that's just how convincing that is yeah. and how much it pulls you into it.
3: Oh, yeah. Just the puppetry that they were doing was amazing and how how much life there is because you can't convince me that Yoda wasn't real.
2: Exactly, exactly. That's that's the one I always think of because yeah. for me, I mean, he's a hundred percent real, yeah. as real as can be. Yeah. Now, have you, have you, uh, are you any good at puppetry? No. Oh, because I did pick up one of the uh, bitey puppets from Resistance. <gasps> At the oh. Celebration store, I was going to bust him out and we could test him <laughs> out. But if, if not, then we can, we can bypass that. I'm not so good either, so don't yeah. feel bad. But that is a really good episode. And to hear Mike Quinn, who, you know, to work in Star Wars, but love Star Wars so much too. Yeah. That is really cool.
3: And, and to this day, he loves Star Wars. He loves what he does. And that they brought him back for Force Awakens. And he was knee and numb and he got to wear a head.
2: Right. That's awesome. Yeah. That is really awesome. Yeah. I bet that was uncomfortable, though.
3: I bet he didn't care.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would find a way to power through, too. <laughs> Definitely. Uh, well, okay. We have uh, episode 118, the Sydney Road uh, Rogue One reaction. Now, were you at this?
3: I was. So. Um, I'd been at the midnight premiere in Melbourne for Mm. Rogue One. Then at the 2.30am live reaction. Then that weekend I flew up to Sydney for the Rogue Reaction podcast where I got to meet um, some other listeners like um, Michelle and Turbo. Mm -hmm. And, yeah, yeah, I love Steel Wars, so I'll travel anywhere for Steel Wars. And... I love Rogue One as well, so it was it was great. So this one really is in there. I love the podcast, but really for a selfish, I really this was a really great memory of going up to Sydney, meeting all these Sydney Steel Wars people, and and everyone going, "Oh, Nino, how are you going?" And everyone just being the lovely Steel Wars listeners that that i I think every Steel Wars listener I've met has been fantastic. It's it's a wonderful community that's been built here, and this was sort of my first little glimpse of everyone, everyone being fantastic and brilliant and lovely, and and so embracing of me and going, oh, I'm a little bit famous. <laughs> oh,
2: yeah. Well, well, now did you? appear on this podcast at all?
3: Yes, I asked a question because I asked questions at um, Steel Wars. I also wore my cape.
2: Oh, yeah, the Mendo cape.
3: Yeah, the um, I got a T-shirt of um, Your Snoke Theory Sucks mm-hmm. and I got my mum to fashion it into a cape.
1: Uh, Catherine is up from Melbourne. Now, I have to say, Catherine is a very dedicated listener. She has got... A your Snoke Theories t shirt made into a sweet Mendo cape. So Very impressive. That's immeasurable fashion. <laughs> that is immeasurable fashion. Catherine,
5: <laughs>
1: what's on your mind?
5: Well where are you from in Melbourne
1: first? Oh. <laughs> Mate, you're not on the radio. <laughs> Would you like a JMAG? <laughs>
3: Um, I was just wondering if there was any bits that hit you really emotionally in the film because I found myself um, choking up and sobbing when Red Leader and Gold Leader appeared.
1: I got warm tingles. I I, I think when... (laughs) Where where in Sydney are your warm tingles from? (laughs) (laughs) My warm tingles were in Melbourne. Um, When they came on, I, I think the... I think I was too worked up, and maybe I think when I watch it the next time next week, um, I'll I might just cry the entire time. Like I might, <laughs> like I I think like once like these shows are over and stuff, and it like sort of my life sort of normalizes a little bit, I might just, um, yeah, just cry the entire time in the film. But I tell you one bit that got me was when they land on Yavin Four, and it says Yavin Four. And for some reason, like everyone's asking about what I think of those little subtitles for the planets, don't read them. (laughs) No, the planet when it said Yavin, I knew it was Yavin Four, and it said Yavin Four, and I was just like, fuck, Yavin Four. Like, like I just thought it was sick that it got mentioned.
6: (laughs) Yavin. This is really good
1: but they had some there was some like little fanfare that harkened back to the original score when the U-wing landed and then it sort of panned across and there was all the X-wings parked and i was just like yeah like cuz that was the sort of thing when you when you're a little kid and they've got that long shot of the hangar bay and it's all just black cuz they couldn't afford a set mm. like it was just to show another angle of that was just like Man, I stared at the screen long and hard to try C towards the back, and now I'm just I'm getting it on VMAX.
5: And also with the sound like with the score as well, because it is a new score, when they do retouch on it, you just go, Oh yeah, like it like elevates those moments where they have Vader's theme or whatever come in. It sort of elevates that up and shows oh, that was really yeah, good. The trap drums beneath the Vader's theme yeah, is yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Well, unbelievable. <laughs>
1: so lit. <laughs> I, yeah. I don't get these, stuff, <laughs> doing a remix. these hipster Sydney references. Oh, one, one of my mates...
7: Mate,
0: you live in Melbourne and LA. <laughs> come on. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, we live in the f***ing <laughs> empire here. <laughs>
5: <laughs> one of my mates who has a, a six-year-old daughter called me before he took her to see it and was like, is there anything that's really going to make her upset? And I was like, oh.
1: Oh, there's a few scenes she loved in the trailer that isn't in there.
2: <laughs> now, I'm not sure when this episode will come out. In relation to the the live show that happened here during Star Wars celebration. And uh, honestly, I'm not sure that that episode should ever come out for for public consumption. But what what did you think about that live show?
3: I was doing the usual Nino of sitting in the front row. For those of you who've seen me at a live podcast, you know, my position is front row, dead center, if possible. Mm -hmm. Mm. This did not work to my benefit <laughs> this time around because um, Johnny Grasso got really into character and really method acted his his role in that fan fiction.
2: Yeah, it was. Uh, I was slightly uncomfortable. <laughs>
3: you were just slightly just, uncomfortable,
2: just slightly. Uh, our very own Emily Lind wrote that, and yes. I did tell her that I've never been more proud. Or more deeply ashamed of her at the same time. Oh man, it's really good. It's it, it may already be on the feed by the time this makes it up there, but it's definitely. Um, it's probably one of those that you definitely need to listen to mm. one time. You may never go back, but, but definitely listen to it. And and speaking of Emily Lind, we've got episode one ten with Emily, and this was at the um, at the LA Pod Fest. Yeah, yeah.
3: yeah. First time Emily met Stealing person, I think. Mm.
2: And she was his very first international mm. listener. Yeah. Which that's pretty, that's pretty cool. Yeah. So what about this one do you, it sticks out to you?
3: Um, well, the story of you know, getting into Green God Letters, some Mirrors My Own and and Emily knowing so much about Australia and Australian com- comedians mm-hmm. without having ever visited Australia, I'm mystified sometimes that she's not Australian because right. of some of the deep cut references that she will get. But Emily, you know, over the got to know her over the internet, and she's absolutely wonderful.
1: What what, what did you make of last night's show? I uh,
6: I mean it's crazy. Oh <laughs> I mean, look, I'm I I come from like. I'm a, when I get into fandom, and so I have a long, embarrassing background of fan fiction. Mm-hmm. So, I, you've I, written fan fiction? Oh, yeah, lots of it. Never for Star Wars. Okay, lots of it. Not and, and not for Star Wars. I moderated a.
7: <laughs> Here we go.
6: I moderated a website slash web forum that it's not just Buffy the Vampire Slayer stories. It was specifically for Buffy the Vampire Slayer crossovers. Okay. So, with any other TV show imaginable, but it had to be a crossover. It was incredibly niche, but also a hugely popular fan fiction site. Okay, um, I've never written horrifying erotica. I, I have had people write, I guess, sort of fan fiction of my fan fiction. And they've written sex scenes for it.
1: Okay, so what we did, and 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 you know, we'll tell you at the end how you can listen to or watch this. You, you sort of got to watch it to see people's reactions. Oh, and, definitely, and to see Maud crying. <laughs>
6: <laughs> she completely loses it, understandably.
1: But she started bowling. It was out of control in with it with happiness. But it was, I was like, oh, this is pretty rad. We've made a... Like, we've made a guest cry with laughter.
6: I mean, should we explain that you had a live reading of an erotic fan fiction? Do people realise that?
1: Oh, yeah. Because otherwise
6: this discussion is very strange. Yeah,
1: so we had a... I found... Because we always talk about... It sort of came up as this common thing in the podcast about um, erotic Shmi Skywalker fan fiction. And then so I was like, oh, we need something to, you know, do on the show. And I was like, well... Maybe if we find that that'll be good to read out, and we'll you know I'll come up with some little sound effects, and we'll have a live read. And I wasn't ready for how gnarly, like how graphic the fan fiction was. Like even when we, like I got the script, and and a listener and um, a great assistance to the podcast, Mick McConnell, who does all the little edits together, the little yeah, highlight yeah, sizzle know, clips and stuff. So that's so funny that, like, a listener from New York knows this guy in Queensland.
6: Yeah. Like, just, on Twitter. We follow or, each other on Twitter. Yeah. Because like, of you. It's so... Does that seem strange?
1: Yeah, oh, it's... Like, it's... Yeah. It, it's just weird and... That you can, like, drop another... Like, listen... Like, oh, yeah, yeah, where... I don't know. It's just funny. Like
6: You're the reason I'm friends with Greg Fleet. It's because uh, I heard him on your podcast and uh, I liked him.
1: Yeah, well, I I apologize for getting you involved in that, man. It's cool. Like, even... Like, I think it's cool, like, in Melbourne to see people that have come to live shows Mm -hmm. and then over the years, like, they're friends and they'll meet up and have drinks beforehand. And especially people that sort of, I think, maybe... Like, for the Star Wars podcast, may have come quite, like, shyly. Yeah. and just like oh, give this a shot. I, you know, don't have anyone to come with, and then over time, it's like ah, oh, that that person's now hanging with that. Like they used to sit, yeah. they used to sit like by themselves, and now they're like they like meet up beforehand and hang out and have like you know meet up. Like I think that's pretty sick.
3: I got to meet her this weekend, and she's lovely. And oh, she's, she's wonderful. the best.
2: She is the best. Meeting her this mm-hmm. weekend, I had never met her before, was was quite honestly one of my top highlights yeah. of the celebration experience. I think the world of her. She's so cool. And I'm so glad that yeah. you guys got to hang out.
3: Yeah. It, you. Know, I love Star Wars. I love the whole vibe of it, of the celebration, but to meet, all of you, all of the other listeners, the bad motivators, Emily, Brittany, the you know, Canto Byte, and all the all the other people is just being unbelievable. It's just being a fantastic experience and this is what I'm gonna go back to Australia and go, hmm, I better start saving my money for Star Wars celebration twenty twenty.
2: Yeah, I, I I probably made the mistake of uh or probably was a mistake, kinda of mentioned it to my wife that hey, they announced the celebration's gonna be in Anaheim next year and I can tell from her one word text return that it was more of a and so yeah, I I probably better lay low on that for a while. But but I'm I'm glad you had a good experience. Yeah. And um, you know, it's I think it's really cool that Steele was able to get together with her mm-hmm. and record the show, and you know she actually traveled out there yeah. for the show, yeah. specifically flew across the country to go to it because she is a huge podcast fan. Yep,
3: absolutely.
2: And she she is super knowledgeable. It's it's pretty wild how yeah. how into the things she's into. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Okay, now now this next one. we were just talking about this when we were sort of we were in a production meeting, if you will, after our after my gluttonous run at the Shake Shack down the street. But it's episode one hundred and seven with Adam Richard and Danny McGinley. I know why I like this episode, but I want to know what about it sticks out for you. This
3: is one of those quintessential live Steel Wars podcasts where this is what makes a brilliant live podcast. It's so funny and it goes places you'd never expect. Both of these guests, Adam and Danny, are passionate about Star Wars and science fiction, but they're comedians on top of that and they just go places with it. And Danny, you know, at that time, Western Bulldogs were on their um, their way to a grand final and just comparing their lead up into the finals to the rebellion is just
1: <laughs> But how are you feeling now what, what sort of like you, you've got through you, you've got one more game to win and you're in the grand final is no no we've got
8: to win two more and oh, then we no get into shit. the grand final. Yeah, so uh, t- the best way to describe it is we beat uh, the West Coast Eagles over in Perth, which is one of the... They were the form team of the competition. And, and not only did we, like, just beat them, we, we beat them by a good seven yeah, or eight yeah. goals. So it's sort of like our battle of Endor. They were, they were stronger, <laughs> they had better guns, and for some reason, our little teddy bears managed to beat them with sticks. <laughs> I'm so excited about the final season now.
1: <laughs> Could you imagine Ewoks playing football? Kicking the... Like, just trying to hold the
8: ball and kick it with their little legs. I don't think it's a legal goal
1: if there's someone on
8: your shoulders. <laughs> <laughs> but now we have to play... Next week we play uh, Hawthorne Hawks, who have won the last three grand finals, been in the last four... And so this is, what we've got now is our, our Battle of Hoth. Oh. And yeah, they're coming in, they're angry, and we might have to evacuate, but we don't know. We need a, we need a womper to come in and whack some heads. <laughs> <laughs> You're making
1: football so much more exciting for me. This is
8: my gift to you, nerd. <laughs> Right now, I, I had to be on Triple M this morning. I had to try to explain the, uh, the the story structure of Star Wars. And I go, all right, see, Luke, he's like the rover. And Han Solo's the full forward. And Chewbacca is just that inspirational halfback who takes it. Oh my God. And they went, get off here. Not helping.
5: Not helping.
1: So you're playing, It's so it's it's... Bulldogs versus Hawthorne. That's right. That's like in sporting terms, that's like the holiday special going up against Empire Strikes Back. Yeah.
8: (laughs) (laughs) That is so cruel. (laughs) But accurate. But accurate. Well,
3: (laughs) It's just such a funny episode. And, you know, to describe to people what a live podcast is, this is a, a great one yeah. to start.
2: I think I've mentioned this on the Strahler's Wars episodes before, but in this particular episode, this was the very first one that I did any like side production work for Steel yeah. on and it it's forever ingrained in my memory. I love this one. I love it so much. But uh, so, okay. So your next pick is uh, episode 77 mm-hmm. with Julian Smirk. Tell me about this.
3: Well, Julian Smirk was an editor on The Force Awakens, so to hear you know, this sort of production side was really fascinating, and to hear you know, the stories of him driving up the freeway with you know, reels of film in the back sort of was a bit worrying. But also to hear his reaction to the the fan theories about um, Han Solo and Kylo Ren and what happened then.
1: It's very easy and very fun to to backseat direct (laughs) a Star Wars film.
3: Always, always.
1: And uh, there's (laughs) so much empty space on the internet we have to fill up with that sort of thing. (laughs) Were there any scenes that were more emotional for you to lock away like you're just a star wars
5: fan a kid from perth and you've just killed han solo (laughs) was that an intense day at work it it was always an intense day at work i mean the it's it's always a tough thing to kill off a character especially as iconic as han and reading it in the script for the first time was quite shocking um it it sort of also made sense it was fitting i guess i guess uh, you know i've heard a lot of feedback from people audience you know um members that uh say that it it sort of felt right to do Mm. that and it's kind of odd and interesting all at the same time because han solo is such a major character of star wars and he's such an iconic character and to have people go well it seems like the right time it's like whoa shouldn't he just be in all of them Mm. you know so um you know it's 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 that scene too went through different different iterations of of being longer and more drawn out and it just worked better the way we ended up with it in the film and uh yeah it's always a tough day when you kill han solo it's not <laughs> <laughs> not a pleasant experience but it's this whole scene
1: is so <laughs> visually amazing with the light coming down on the drawbridge and yeah and um uh, uh, Ray and Finn coming out yeah it's just watching and court. then as it goes to dark and yeah now you put so much work into these films you yeah. toil over every shot that's true then when people look some people have interpreted the scene that Han turns on the lightsaber himself interesting okay.
5: It's, it's There's a lot of noise that happens out there and a lot of it uh, you can um, ignore <laughs> but a lot of it also is, you know, critiques of people like wishing it would have gone a different way or would have been told in a different way. And there's everybody's got an opinion, which is mm. great. And that's kind of the fun of Star Wars. It's like, you know, everybody should talk about it and, and all the rest of it. But is it frustrating for you that you're a storyteller? Yeah. And, 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 and somebody's and say, interpreting it in a way that it wasn't intended?
1: Yeah, or even, to be more cynical, twisting it in a way to get more people to click their website.
5: Oh, yeah, that's frustrating. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, I mean, it, when when you put it that way, for sure. Um, you know, but it, it's it, you know, hope for, honestly, we're just trying to make a good movie, and you know, and and on a basic level of, you know, ignoring all the uh, just uh, sorry to say this steel, but ignoring all the nerds and geeks out there for one second, <laughs> we're just really. You know, trying to play to a large audience, and mm. the nerds and geeks are included in that, yeah. as you know, and the people that know Star Wars like the back of their hand better than their family. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, you know, we're playing to everyone, so it's it, there's all, of course, there's always going to be people that pull it apart, and and but. You know, it's a movie. What go and watch it and enjoy it and experience the ride that you know is Star Wars: Force Awakens. It's it's kind of like the thing that takes me back to a kid watching the original or Empire or, or Return of the Jedi. It's like enjoy the film and watch it over and over again and show it to your kids and show it to your family members and talk about it. Um, but but you know, in terms of the material itself being something intended. For, you know, or somebody reading something into it, you know, there's interpretation in everything, sure. Mm. <laughs> I think the thought that Han
1: Solo essentially committed suicide is just like... That's crazy. It's not...
5: It wasn't our intention to do that, I can say that now. It,
1: it is not true to the character.
5: No, it doesn't make any sense. Yeah.
3: He was very adamant about, no, that was not meant to be the impression. And it was really good to hear the definitive... This is what it's meant to be,
2: right? I I I think it's really cool to uh, for Steele to interview these people who are like really entrenched in it. It's amazing that he how he lands them. I don't know I don't know what his trick is, but he he does a good job. I think it's probably just from being so legit on the interviews he does do that they people are really willing to do this. But uh, uh, that's a kind of a common thread in some of these things, like with Mike Quinn and. Julian Smirk and just people who have actually worked on mm-hmm. the films, those are some of the inside things that I yeah. really like to hear about. Yeah,
3: But the way Steele interviews them, he brings in a real quite casual but you know, a really good, great vibe to mm-hmm. it. It's not dry, you know, this is how the sausage is made. It's, right. it's a conversation and that's what I really admire about Steele, his skills as an interviewer, mm-hmm. how he's able to bring that level of – familiarity to the subjects. And I think this is a really good example of that.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I agree. So, uh, well, let's just jump into this next one, episode 70 with Lee Sales.
3: This was one that I wanted to highlight because Lee Sales is a political reporter in Australia. So she's well known for mm-hmm. hard-hitting interviews on Australian politicians. She does the 7.30 report and you know she's got the Prime Minister on, the Opposition Leader, other politicians on. But it was great to hear that this person that we think of as being all very serious and studious, no, she loves Star Wars like the rest of us.
1: Is the timeline correct that the day before you had Harrison Ford on the show, you had our Prime Minister... Malcolm Turnbull on the show? Uh,
9: Malcolm was on on Monday night, I think. So it was uh, a one-day break and then Harrison Ford, yeah.
1: Tell us how those days at work differ.
9: So when it's the Prime Minister, you know, it's funny actually. The celebrity interviews are harder because they've been asked everything. But their politician interviews get lots more scrutiny, of course. So... um, for an interview well, with the Prime Minister...
1: Politicians have been asked everything but answered nothing. <laughs>
9: yeah, that's exactly right.
1: For those our international listeners, Lee is very good at getting the hard answers.
9: I try to make them actually, you know, answer um, a question.
1: You are, you are a, a, a bit of a hero, I must say. <laughs>
9: oh, thank you very much. So when it's a Prime Minister or somebody, it's like... Well, actually, my job's a bit like this every day. I'm just, it's cramming for an exam, although I, I don't really cram because I keep across stuff all the time because you can't really cram in my job so I think okay well the Prime Minister's coming on here are the topics I think we need to go through and then I study up a little bit on them and then I think about okay what should I ask and if I ask this he might respond by saying that and then I would ask this and so you sort of game it through a little bit. Somebody like Harrison Ford I like to spend more time letting it germinate. So my producers will pull me together a brief of lots of profile articles about them and things they've done and whatever. And then I read it all and I make – as I'm reading it, I make little notes on the side about, of what about this and what about that, and I could ask them this and ask them that. Um, And then I like to sort of stew on that and think about it because, I I mean, Harrison Ford, how many times would he have been interviewed and asked about Han Solo? And so I am trying to think of ways to ask stuff that – he is not going to be bored with, but at the same time, I think the audience, even though he's answered the questions a lot of times, you know, for the average audience member, they want, I think that they do want him to be asked, what did it feel like to...
2: This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com.
9: Walk onto the set of The Force Awakens Mm. and put on the Han Solo costume. What did it actually feel like? Like, I think people do want to actually hear that.
1: Yeah, it's weird because I've been doing a lot of like media spots sort of about the podcast and, you know, as a um, a semi-professional Star Wars fan, which is a, a weird place to be <laughs> in. You know, sometimes the listeners to the podcast, because I'll put up the the clips from the radio thing, and they're just like, oh, that's, you know, how many times have I been asked that? Like, am I excited? And it's like, but it's it's a mass media. Like yeah. you have to, you know, it's it's called broadcasting for a reason.
9: Yeah, that's exactly right.
1: And it's podcasting... Kind of, because you know, originally because it's from an iPod, but it is also the the double meaning of it is a little niche, like almost pod brought, you yeah. know, podcasting, you know, a lot smaller. Yeah. What was your tough question to Harrison Ford?
3: Oh
9: no, tough how'd questions. you
1: make him sweat?
9: <laughs> no tough questions for Harrison. He was uh, he just got the red carpet rolled out.
3: She got to interview Harrison Ford, and you know. The joy that brought to her, and it was great to see that Star Wars is for everyone. And just because people might be this buttoned-down political reporter, doesn't mean they can't love an Ewok.
2: Right, <laughs> right. Okay, so your your next one is episode forty-nine with mm. Darren Hayes, and I I think this might have been the first Steel Wars episode I listened to. Oh. I think, but uh, so tell me about it for you.
3: Well, you know, Darren Hayes being an Australian musician from the Savage Garden Mm -hmm. to sort of hear how Star Wars helped him through, you know, his early years, the rough time he had. He had a very rough time financially with his family and then trying to figure out who he was. Right, right, right. And Star Wars was always there for him and the influence it had.
1: And how long did you stick with, like, you know, Empire sort of blew your mind. Yeah. Were, were you like, a, a, like a, a Star Wars fan
10: all through high school? and Totally. So, it was the perfect year. Um, that year is my... There's a video, you can find it online. It's called Happy Christmas by Darren Hayes. And it's all about my love of Star Wars because that year, it really was the poorest that we ever were. And uh, we lived in a trailer park and we had like a Christmas 1980, we had like a big rooster chicken in a park for our Christmas dinner but my mum had worked two jobs and she bought me 24 Star Wars men canna greens. happiest memory of my life and just it, even back then as a child really understanding the sacrifice that she'd made for my happiness I mean our lives were terrible but I felt like a prince mm. had those toys uh, the interminable wait for Revenge, uh, Return of the Jedi was, was excruciating for me but I remained a fan all the way through I think luke in his jedi cloak and a gamorian guard with two new figurines that i got my first f- vision of uh return of the jedi was ralph McQuarrie paintings and seeing bib fortuna uh pictures of jabba's palace thinking what is going on here i had no idea there was no internet no way of knowing unless you went to the bookstore two weeks before the movie came out like i did and you bought the uh return of the jedi storybook Ah, So I was the kid that ran... The to one school. with Luke on the cover? Luke was a green barge. lightsaber, yep. yep. I was the kid that went to school and went, Darth Vader dies! Princess Leia is Luke's sister! And Yoda dies! I said that to I was, I was the first spoiler. I'm <laughs> going to take credit for that. I told it to everyone in my school.
3: And to find out in in these um, interviews that it played a part even in how he wrote songs. He, mm-hmm. he wrote little Star Wars references in there. It's pretty... Pretty amazing that, yes, this international pop star is a big Star Wars
2: nerd. Yeah. well, it's in, you know, there's been a handful of musicians, famous mm. musicians that Steele's interviewed who, you know, are way into Star yeah. Wars. And that's super cool. So, I mean, you know, it used to be that people would always consider the nerd community. Yeah. But the people, th- Like, of course, maybe I'm a little bit biased, but we've got several people who are at Celebration just within earshot of this conversation. I think we're all pretty damn cool, except for Josh. (laughs) I'm just kidding, man. (laughs) These next two, okay, they they sort of go hand in hand with Steele's particular brand of podcasting or how he reacts to things. But Mm -hmm. it's episode 38. That was the Force Awakens trailer, like the first whole trailer. Yeah. Tell me about this.
3: Oh, just hearing Steele react and be so happy and so emotional. It's just, it's something that I've listened to a lot of times again. And I, you know, because I listen to a lot of podcasts, I don't always re-listen to things. These ones I re-listen to. Um, You know, sometimes I've had a down, really down time and I've gone, nah, let's listen to Steel. just be really, really happy. This is it.
1: We're going to watch the trailer. Who knows? We're going to be like, this is the day I think this is official kickoff to Force Awakens season. Yeah. This is it. And who knows what we're going to see? I'm very excited. I'm so excited. The Goosies are back.
7: Oh, that was great. Oh, yeah, of course. The morning light is hitting your arm and it's everything is... Oh, there's so many goosebumps
1: in your arm. Okay, great. Taking off my shoes. Here we go. Here we go. Oh, God. We can now just... But we don't have to watch it now. We can just dwell in anticipation. Wait, you want to keep this moment going for longer?
7: <laughs> Press play,
1: idiot. I, I was just... <laughs> I, I, was, I was leaning back on the couch. like I, was, I put my feet up on the couch and I was leaning back. And then when I was trying so I go... Oh, that's too relaxed for how I feel.
7: No, you're meant to be leaning forward. Yeah, this is
1: an upright, hunched over vibe. Yeah. All right. I'll press by you guys. Okay.
7: Volume? Volume's good? It's. I think it's good.
1: Okay. Okay, film ratings, good. New logo. Wow! Oh, shit. Oh. My god. The force is strong in my family.
10: Oh! Oh! My head.
0: Oh! My sister has
2: to
10: Oh.
7: Best thing I've ever seen in my life. Ah! Oh my god! Oh my god! Are you okay? Steel's crying. <laughs> oh my god! That had everything. Everything. No, it didn't. Wait, wait, wait! Didn't it? Didn't have Luke Skywalker? I think that was him talking. Yeah, but you can get to see him. You saw his hand, and no Carrie Fisher. She was the one, I think she was the one uh, taking the lightsaber. Yeah, but
1: you didn't see them.
7: I. Oh, but you saw You saw Heart Solo.
1: Oh, uh, yeah, I know, I know. No, no, I'm fine, yeah. because I don't want to see everything. Okay, great, great. But great. I do. Yes. But I don't. That was the perfect act of, of amount of withholding. Oh, my God. Star Destroyer in the desert Dude, crashed.
7: crashed X-Wing, pan across to reveal Star Destroyer on what is clearly, is that Tatooine? Do you think that's Tatooine? Dunno. Okay, so can we watch that again, and a bit louder? Okay. Because you'll notice like that had every piece of iconic Star Wars music at exactly the right moment.
1: And, and like the Millennium Falcon flying through the remains of a Star Destroyer. Did
7: you notice the, the camera
1: work? It did like, oh Jesus Christ, that was so good. It was Mad Jedi. It was Mad Death Star 2. That was hardcore. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 wow. Wow, 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 We're home, we're
3: home, we home. Chewy, we are home. All right, number two. Oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah, it's just amazing to listen to the pure joy and – the sound still makes, which <laughs> I found myself making similar noises during the episode nine panel.
2: Now that is, it's speaking of which, a really <laughs> cool but tough way to see a new trailer because it's, it hits you on such an emotional yeah. level and you're seeing it with a room full of uh, like-minded people, but at the same time everybody is around you while yeah. you're trying to internalize how you feel about mm. this thing.
3: Yeah, usually I've been you know, at home alone, and usually they've dropped sort of overnight Australian time. Mm-hmm. So I've gotten up in the morning, you know, ignored social media, gone and and find a quick way to get the trailer, right? Throw it up on my iPad or on the TV screen, get the full effect, and I honestly should be recording myself when I do it because I absolutely hyperventilate and cry but <laughs> the, there was there was one i can't remember which one it was um that was released during the day australian time so i was at school and i was like i'm not watching this trailer at school i'm not ruining the experience right so i actually walked around school for half the day with a you know piece of paper sign that i had around myself going i haven't watched the trailer do not spoil it for me <laughs>
2: I get it though. I totally get it. I had to watch the episode nine trailer on my phone, um, um, for the first time, but it was totally worth it because the reason I got to is steel had me come up to media row with him and I got to like watch the, the stars walk with two feet away from me. So it's, it was a small price to pay, but yeah, yeah, there's something you want to see it Mm. in a really memorable way and a good way to consume it. The next one, uh, episode twenty-one, was the, the Force Awakens teaser mm. episode, and uh, it was um, it, it, it was pr- probably even a little yeah. bit more raw than the Force Awakens it, trailer.
3: It was because it was the first thing we'd seen in so long.
2: Yeah, that was the first Star Wars that we had had in yeah. a, in a long, long yeah. time. So.
3: And. And I remember the start you know Paul Verhoeven having to get there mm-hmm. and and still setting it up. It is seven
1: thirty five a m Saturday morning, and I am here with return guest Paul Verhoeven. Hey guys, oh my God <laughs> now <laughs> now uh, this is the Star Wars. The Force Awakens teaser-watching episode. We're going to watch it live. Make sure you've watched it. Of course you've watched it. You listen to the Star Wars podcast. And we're amped, and we were going to do this with Tegan, but she's sick and we Paul, you guys came around last
7: night. Yeah, we did because we they just said it would drop on Friday. They didn't give it time. Mm. So Reddit and forums and the and Twitter were all just going, well, when the hell's it come out? And just as we we're about to leave, people were like, Alright, it's coming out at what was it, ten AM Eastern Standard Time or something like that, which is basically two forty-five Australian time. Two fifteen, I think. Two fifteen, yeah. 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 So um so we all agreed to Crash and reconvene.
1: And For the good of you guys. So yeah. you can listen to us weep or yell or smash our televisions or hug our televisions. Or presumably
7: we're just going to sit there in stunned silence and then scream the second it finishes. That
1: makes some good podcasting. Yeah, so Tegan can't make it. So now we're here at 7:36 uh, a.m. You're in your underwear. And I am in my underwear. <laughs> I'm very excited. Uh, I just did a radio interview with Triple J with Kyron, lovely, and he's already seen it. He didn't give anything away, did he? No, but uh, the lovely Jacqueline, my fiance, yes. is in Vegas at the moment, and she did spoil one minor thing. Okay, which I'll save from you. So thank don't- you, thank you very much. Now, to be fair, she spoiled something from the teaser trailer.
7: Yes. So as far as cardinal sins go, that's 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 pretty low on the, on the list.
1: True, but... Um, you are so. Um Your pupils are so dilated right now. Yeah, but for her, it would be very unreasonable to think that I hadn't seen it before her. Fair enough. Because she didn't know about our dedication little, to podcasting. Yeah, absolutely.
7: Okay, well, look, I mean, I barely slept, and I took a wrong turn, and I sprinted here like the final scene of some romantic comedy running oh, to the airport. So you're probably hungry. We should go get some food now. No, <laughs> this is the only sustenance I need. Thank you very much. So Paul went the wrong way, and... <laughs>
1: <laughs> He's ran about 5Ks to get I to my house. so out of shape. I, um, I did. I was, I was kind of like, hurry up. And, uh, but then I got to film him running through the park through my uh, apartment window. Jesus, dude. <laughs> I,
7: I, that was the point where my body was starting to shut down. Muscles coated in battery acid. It's worth it. I'm so excited. All right. Now, how is the volume up? I want this juiced. All right. Let's make sure. Got noise. How close is 2 closest to the screen, by the way? All right. Oh, that's, that's good. good. That's, that's good. good. They're right. good levels. For the record, that was the beginnings of the Nightcrawler trailer. I want to see that. All right. You don't care about anything with Star Wars right now. No. Nor should I. Okay. Oh, my God. All right. All right. All right. Do you want to hold hands? <laughs> no. <Nah. laughs> okay. This and it, is it. It all starts here. Footage i are so, in. I got gooseys. look. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. You he, he, he have got actual visible goosebumps. That's, that's so beautiful. You're so pretty when you're happy. <laughs> By the way, are your neighbors going to mind repulsively loud screaming at this hour? Um, or do we just say screw them and do it?
2: Yeah, screw them. Great. Well, you know, he, he <laughs> he's so big on like reaction stuff. Yeah. That... Uh, you know the how he would always talk about the 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 I, I guess it was a magazine maybe, or, but it was yeah. uh, that he that had a red cover and it had the Gamorrean Guard on yeah. it and all this stuff and how he'd pine away for it. <laughs> I found one and I had it sent to him and or I sent it to where Jackie yeah. worked, but it's before he lived in America yeah. and he's had it forever and he hasn't opened it because he's. I asked him about it. Hey, what well, did you ever? And he goes, um, oh, what? I'm saving it for basically when he needs some content so he oh. can record himself up. <laughs> <opening that. laughs> <laughs> so so maybe one of these days one of these days we'll get it.
3: <laughs> sweet sweet content saunders. Yeah.
2: Yeah. Um so okay, so episode 2. Yep. This one was uh with Tegan Higginbotham. Yeah. that that so I just recently Well, not that recently now, I guess it was right after Han Solo came out. I went out to L.A. to spend some time with Steele right after the his Han Solo live show. And so I I had been like re-listening to all the episodes in order and Mm -hmm. I had just gotten through probably about the first 20 or so. So some of these really, really stick out to me now. Funnily enough, one of the episodes that I was listening to on the plane, he was basically talking about what a terrible driver he is. Like it, he was getting all road rage in the car. <laughs> yeah, he was picking me up at the airport. I'm like, yeah, I think yeah. I'll just get a cab. <laughs> but so tell me, tell me about this one. Tell me about episode two.
3: Um, well, Tegan is an Australian sort of actress, comedian, podcaster now as well, um, and she, she. You know, you know, he's a bit younger so she's got a lot of love for the prequels and it was great to hear mm-hmm. prequel love sort of for the first time. Right. Think, and to and hear a different
0: voice on, on Star Wars.
3: So,
1: Tegan, tell us. Let's talk some Star Wars. What's your first Star Wars memory?
0: Well, my dad was a massive Star Wars fan. So, for a long time, we would just watch A New Hope again and again and again. So, as a child, I thought Star Wars was just A New Hope. And then I remember when I got a little bit older, he started filtering in the other two films and it was really confusing for me. First of all, I was like... It sounds like
1: he had quite a strategy.
0: He really did. Like, he, yeah, bit by bit. And um, I just kind of disregarded, you know, number two for a while and it was all just about the return of the Jedi. Uh, it was all about the teddy bears, the Ewoks. Yes. As a child, I got it and that was the greatest thing. And... Um, so, yeah, I, I loved Star Wars growing up. It was the big thing in our home. I remember we got our Star Wars battleship when we were younger. Ooh. And it was, yeah, Rogue Squadron, fire! And it was really, really fun. <laughs> and then here's the thing that kind of sets me apart from a lot of people. Phantom Menace came out when I was very young. I was in primary school. I thought you were
1: going to say your third nipple.
0: <laughs> I got a third nipple.
1: <laughs> and your nipple was the Phantom Menace. It was.
0: Much more entertaining. Uh Aww. It, Oh, I loved it. I loved The Phantom Menace, so I still actually have this really warm spot.
1: How them. old were you when it came out?
0: I think I was probably 10 or 11. Really? Something like that, maybe 12. You're so little. you so little. <laughs> um, and I, you know, for a kid, it was an excellent, excellent film. It was great. So I get why people don't like it. Even as a kid, I wasn't crash hot on Jar Jar Binks, but I loved that film so much. And then the ones after I've been okay with.
1: Okay. Yeah. Generally, people think they get better as they go along.
0: Really? Yeah.
1: You don't think that? You don't think Revenge of the Sith is the best one of the three?
0: No, I don't. The ending devastates me. Oh. No.
1: No. Okay, yeah.
0: And Padme, this amazing warrior queen... Dying of a broken heart You know what I mean Like I can't handle that That I think is worse than Jar, Jar Binks It's
1: like she died of a Rick Astley lyric
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think that's
3: one reason why I had avoided A lot of Star Wars sort of um, Podcasts and other things Is that it's A lot of the same perspectives And, mm-hmm. and you know to get To my own past you know, I tried to Very early on At my university, I tried to join a science fiction club Mm -hmm. and it was basically, what are you doing here? You're a girl. You don't know anything. Right. And I sort of have been hiding away all my love for geeky and sci-fi and Star Wars all these years because I didn't think anyone would want me. Right. And to hear these different voices and to hear that – You don't have to know everything about Star Wars to be a fan. And I think that's something that I'd felt excluded because I didn't know the name of every single little droid. Mm -hmm. Although, after listening to a lot more Star Wars podcasts, I know a lot more names of stuff now.
2: You know, that's interesting that you say that because, like, I consider myself to be a pretty big Star Wars fan. I mean, I do... A podcast about it, I'm the Star Wars guy on another podcast. Mm. I do these episodes I've got tons of toys. I've worn a Star Wars shirt every day for over three years straight. but I would be terrible in a Star Wars trivia contest where yeah. it's all that hardcore minutiae that's just not where I'm at but yeah. it, you, I think I don't think anybody could argue that that makes me less of a no. a fan than than something else yeah. and and something else that I do find interesting as i've been more and more immersed in this fandom, is just what women have gone through mm. being fans of this stuff. Yeah. It's it would have never occurred to me because it's so not the natural order. I just yeah. do not understand. Yeah,
3: being told oh, it's a boy thing. You know, the Star Wars is a boy thing. You know, back in in the playground in the early years. You know, playing Star Wars out in the playground, it was, oh, you know, the only role you can play is Princess Leia and you have to be rescued. It's
2: like, Mm -hmm.
3: no, I want to shoot a blaster too.
2: Right. I have a little girl. She's Mm -hmm. almost seven. And, you know, I want her to feel comfortable being who she is and do whatever she wants. And she is growing up in a – pretty fortunate time right now that you know it's we it's a lot better. It is. And I like we took her to see Captain Marvel oh, and she yeah. loved it. Yeah. And it, I just couldn't help but think that you know this is everything about what this is saying right now is so aimed mm. at, at that that she you you do whatever it is you, yeah. you like, you be who yeah. you are and yeah. that's totally cool. And I, I just bummed out that, they, that the ladies in this fandom have had to deal with any of that.
3: Yeah. You know, to be told that something is a boy thing and, and your whole life you get told that science fiction is a boy thing. Right. Why? You know, it's interesting stories, interesting characters, mm-hmm. you know, and yet, you know, oh, you only like it because of this or you don't really know it. Where's your boyfriend? And right, why can't I like it?
2: There's no good reason. No. Well, I'm glad you do like it, because then you wouldn't be here right now. Yeah. So okay, so we're at our last one, and this one we're back to Danny McGinley again. (laughs) This is episode number one, and. So, uh, I, I should have prefaced this, this with episode number two. Also, this is back when it was still, this is not the podcast you're looking for. Yeah. yeah. And was uh, so it, wasn't, this is the podcast you're looking yeah. for? Yeah.
3: See, that's probably why you had to change the name. Yeah. <laughs> uh,
2: so, but but this, this episode, it was really cool to me how the tone yeah. for the current episodes, over 200 interview episodes yeah. later. Are really not that much different no. because he really had a vision yeah. and a style down yeah. that that really worked out for him. So tell me, tell me about this one.
3: So this was obviously the first episode, and I'd been listening to Steel for a while on Green Guide, so I knew his his rhythms and things. Mm-hmm. But um, to come in and listen to Danny McGinley, a comedian, just talk about his love for Star Wars was was great. It wasn't about again, knowing everything. it was You didn't have to be in Star Wars media. You didn't have to be connected to Lucasfilming anyway. You could just be two funny people getting together, enjoying Star Wars. And you know, about 30 seconds in, bang, it was so different from any other sort of Star Wars content that was out there.
1: Hey, you guys, welcome to the very first episode of This Is Not the
8: Podcast You're Looking oh, no, For. It's this is episode one.
1: This is episode oh, this one.
8: This is going to be shit. <laughs> 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 oh, no. <laughs> I'm on the first episode and I'm not going to be into it. Th- I'm Jaja! Fuck! <laughs> <laughs>
1: You are, Jar ja. Oh,
8: no! I felt all honoured that you were bringing me on the first step.
1: This is the first episode of This Is Not The Podcast You Are Looking For. I am Steel Saunders and I do love Star Wars.
3: <laughs> this is what makes Steel Wars special, I think, is the is the the joy that is brought to, to loving Star Wars. And I think that's what everyone enjoys about listening to Steel Wars is the absolute joy you hear in his voice talking Star Wars and the joy that everyone feels in their heart, you know, thinking Star Wars with Steel and he brings it out in people and it's it's joyful and the fun they had talking Star Wars in this episode, yeah.
2: Yeah, that's that's very well put. That's that's exactly right. It's this show is a lot different than a lot yeah. of podcasts. And and I mean, I love a lot of other Star Wars podcasts. Yeah. Uh, but his Steeles approach is different than than most and mm. it's very unique.
1: I wanted to do this podcast, you know, Star Wars is definitely ramping up again with the new films, new spin off films, new yeah. cartoons. And There's I new wanted cartoons as well. Yeah. I, I wanted to be a part of it and I, I didn't want to do something super hardcore you know like I, this is more for the you know maybe more for the casual fan there
8: is there is levels within the star wars community Ooh, yeah. there, is, there is people who've seen it and then there's probably probably a level above which i think i'm at where i've seen it and i've read a couple of books mm-hmm. and I, I know my facts about star wars and i you know i can name i like i know the name of the cantina band yep and uh, figured folk and the modal notes nice. those playing it. and then there's the level above me which i think is like yourself steel you have yep. got a lot of paraphernalia here and uh,
1: Paraphernalia is a sketchy word, isn't it?
8: It is, it is uh, Toys, <laughs> merch uh. <laughs> You're
1: not making it sound any better Okay,
8: uh, uh, collectibles Thank you, there, there we go. you <laughs> go <laughs> How is that less offensive than paraphernalia?
1: Well, generally, I don't know The only time I hear the word paraphernalia is when Pe- like police find paraphernalia, and it's yeah, smoking. It's, it's not positive. No, <laughs> it's not positive.
8: But then there's the level above you. Who, yeah, uh, you know, We're talking mouth breathers. Who? You know, hey,
1: let's keep it. Let's keep it friendly here, you no, guys. No, no. I'm
8: saying they don't. Have, no, okay. I was being mean. Yeah. Um, yeah. Interesting types who you might not sit next to on a bus.
1: Yeah. I find though with all fandom and stuff, if you're not Bothering anyone? Oh yeah, have a, have a ball. Do you know, know what I mean? Know. Whatever makes people happy, whether it's I don't know, Tarzos <laughs> Pogs, <laughs> <laughs>
8: um, uh, uh, rugby league, uh, uh, politics, whatever. You, yeah, do it. Do what you want. I
1: don't know. I think rug, rugby league fandom
8: does actually hurt people. <laughs> <laughs> it's mostly players. Yeah. so it's
1: fine. Um, so yeah, and so I I, I put it out there to the uh, the Twitter sphere and, and Facebook sphere i guess uh for a name for a podcast and people were you know throwing uh many names back it was actually on the i love green guide letters facebook page the most commented on post of all time so (laughs) there is a lot of uh, closeted star wars fans out there and and danny had uh facebook me said oh when you're doing this podcast i want to be a part of it and and i'd I, I I listened to a few podcasts about podcasts and one of the guys... There's a said, podcast about podcasts? Oh, of course there is. Yeah, okay, wow. And Man, he said, oh, if you wait to be fully prepared to do your first episode, you will never do the first episode. Oh, nice. So then when you said to me, hey, you know, when you're doing it, um, get me on. I'm like, all right, I'm doing it tomorrow. Come down. <laughs> so-
8: <laughs> and thankfully, I'm uh, largely unemployed at the moment. Yes. So- <laughs>
1: <laughs> so uh, we don't exactly know what the podcast is. We will just, um, you know, we'll
2: find our feet, and it will evolve over time. I'm
8: enjoying it so far. Yeah, I'm having a great it's time. My favorite episode.
2: He does a great job with that style. Yeah. It's it suits him very well, and it's it's one of the reasons I like it so much. Mm. So let me ask you this: as we wrap this up, if I know that Steele has certain guests, that would be a huge dream come true for him you know obviously Mark Hamill would be a big one
3: I want that to happen for him so much I do too so much like yeah this is the thing that it would be great to listen to an interview with Mark Hamill but more than anything I want it for Steele because I know how much that would mean to him yeah if you if you listen to his um immediate reaction to um the Last Jedi, I think, mm-hmm. in the car with Jackie. Yes.
2: Oh, my gosh, uh, yes.
3: Like Mark Hamill, and Luke Skywalker means everything to Steele.
2: Mm-hmm.
3: And I I really want it to happen. Yeah. And this was <laughs> – I remember the story of um, many years ago, Steele going to a Comic-Con or something and he, he just was thinking about getting an autograph from Mark Hamill. And he initially went, oh, it's probably too expensive. The next day he went, nah, I'm going to do it. But Mark Hamill wasn't feeling well that day so he cancelled everything. So he didn't get to meet Mark Hamill and that breaks my heart to this day. And I've sort of approached this con and sort of approaching a lot of things now of, nah, if it's important, if it's a real memory, you know, sort of, I'll stuff the money in some ways.
2: Right, right. <laughs>
3: just, just do it because you don't know.
2: Yeah, you don't. Uh, I, I know a lot of people talked about they really regretted not, you know, like getting a chance to meet Carrie Fisher. You just yeah. because you just think, well, uh, man, it's next year I'll do it next yeah. year and I I've always been one of those that I always thought that I would I don't want to pay somebody mm. to to hang out with me for 20 seconds by yeah. they giving me their autograph but uh, at this celebration I I got Erin Kellyman's autograph mm. the the yeah. the woman who played Emphis Nest and it, number one it's cool to have her autograph because yeah. I think she's neat but it was a really cool experience and yeah. I was I and I would have wanted to get Mark Hamill's autograph yeah Too Now, something with with Steele's interview style, so since I got to do that media row thing with him and be right there while he did it, what I think that is cool about him interviewing people, like if he gets a chance to interview Mark Hamill, I know that he's been sitting on a question or two that he's spent so much time crafting that he asked those people something that probably nobody else has asked them. He's not asking the generic questions. He puts a ton of thought into it. And it was really cool for me to see firsthand. One of the things I did is I set up a (laughs) microphone on the floor and turned the gain up really high. So in my ears, I could hear what other people were asking. And there was just a lot of the, just what you would expect. So what color is your lightsaber (laughs) and such and such and blah, blah, blah. And to watch these people's faces when he would ask him something really pretty insightful, yeah. it would on almost every person you would their guard would instantly drop. Yeah, and it was just really cool oh, to see. Cool. He was he was really good at it, and yeah. I would love for him to be able to interview Mark Hamill. Yeah. Now, is there somebody that you personally would love to hear him interview? Not for his sake, but for yours.
3: Diego Luna.
2: <laughs> now you, you wouldn't be able to see him while he talked, you do know that, right?
3: Well, surely we can video it at the same time.
2: <laughs> oh my gosh, you're a pretty big fan, yeah. Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah. He's, um, a,
2: he's a handsome dude.
3: Yes. Yes, he is. Um all seriousness, well, oh, Diego. People like Jon Favreau, mm-hmm. Ryan Johnson.
2: Oh, that would be a really a, good one.
3: A real sit down with like J.J., mm-hmm. Dave Filoni. You know these real creatives. I love to to hear Steele really talk to them because they all love Star Wars, and you know seeing Jon Favreau and um, Dave Filoni have their absolute bromance uh-huh. on the stage Yeah, just, yeah. yeah. Yeah, and I think Steele could really talk to them and really get some great stories and great banter. So I'd love for those, those sorts of people. I mean, that's, I know that's aiming high, but, it's, and, but even like Kathleen Kennedy, to hear another side of mm-hmm. Kathleen Kennedy as well, mm-hmm. yeah, because we're used to the Polish put together, this is what I'm going to say at a panel, Right. I'd love to hear Steele chat to Kathleen Kennedy.
2: I totally, totally get what yeah. you're saying. Um, so, Catherine, let me, you have a podcast of your own. Tell, tell us about that.
3: Yeah, so it's That Geek Pod. I do with um, Andy Campbell, who's another Steel Wars listener. I mm-hmm. think he's done a Struthers War yes. a little while ago. Yep. Um, we talk about just anything that strikes us really. So a lot of the Marvel geeky stuff Mm -hmm. um, we've done an X-Files episode and yeah, just everything that, that we really enjoy because it's about enjoying things. And, Mm -hmm. and I think it sort of started out of a, we need to talk to somebody about all these feelings we have about Marvel and, uh, and other things. Yeah.
2: So what would you say is your like next biggest fandom after star Wars?
3: Oh, well, there's always survivor. <laughs> <laughs> Look, don't be knocking it. Thirty-eight seasons in, it's pretty damn good.
2: <laughs> I, I, I've not been super into it, but I did get sucked into a couple of seasons when yeah. you know, like my wife might be interested in it mm-hmm. or something. So, but that's cool. I get yeah. it.
3: Um, Serving so my life, the X Files. Was always huge.
2: Loved the X Files. Yeah, loved. Yeah, yeah.
3: Oh. And Star Trek.
2: They love Star Trek too. Now, yeah. do you have a certain era of the Star Trek franchise that's your favorite?
3: Deep Space Nine, I think, is the best series. Like deep, yeah.
2: You know, I've only seen a handful of episodes of Deep Space Nine. Oh, dude, I need dude. to check it out.
3: Yeah, I've. A little while ago I started rewatching from the start of Deep Space Nine. Admittedly mm-hmm. like the first couple of seasons, you go, Oh, yeah, okay. But there's threads there. There's threads that go through the entire seven season run. And Deep Space Nine was about the first T V show I ever watched that really had whole arcs, whole season arcs. So something we almost take for granted now. Right. Was something they were doing back in the 90s when no one else was doing it and yeah
2: it's great to see well i'll i'll have to check that out right now i'm imagining Steele saying hey man stay on brand
3: (laughs) oh he watched tng i know he did
2: that's a great show too well
3: well catherine tell
2: everybody where they can find you on the internet
3: i'm on twitter at catherine underscore neen yes i've got to have the underscore
2: yeah, my personal podcast has that very same thing, because we just, we can't get the one that doesn't have it, mm. but well, I, okay, I am so stoked that I got to hang out with you during celebration. I'm so stoked that I got to meet you and spend time with you, and I'm really, really glad that we got to do this episode together, I'm especially so in thrilled. person.
3: This is amazing. Yeah,
2: you are an absolute delight. <laughs> you are. You're just an awesome person Eric. all the way around. Oh. And you're as cute as a day is long.
3: I was going to try not to cry, Eric.
2: <laughs> well, well, hey, uh, thank you again. Thank you so much. Thank you. Well, there we go. Another episode of Strother's Wars. I'm so glad that I got to spend time with Catherine at Star Wars Celebration Chicago. This fandom, both Star Wars and Steel Wars, means so much to her. And I think it really shows when you listen to her talk about it in this episode. I'm very thankful that Catherine is a friend, and it makes it even more special that I got to do this episode with her in person. And I hope listening to this makes you want to go back and listen to the full-length version of each one of the episodes that we talked about. They're listed in the show description, so go check them out. If you are a Patreon supporter and you would like to be on an episode of Strathers Wars, all you got to do is comment on the Patreon post for this episode, and I'll reach out to you and we can set something up. If you're not a Patreon supporter, all you got to do is go to patreon.com forward slash steelwars and for just $1 a month, you'll get access to the entire back catalog of the regular Steel Wars episodes. And for just $3 a month, you get that plus access to the Patreon exclusive shows such as The Robo Report, Questions You Have, Answers I Give, Star Wars Year by Podcast with Hawes Burkhart of Blue Harvest and Rogue One, and lots more. If you want to find out more about what I do, you can check out my Star Wars podcast, The Bad Motivators. And you can also find me on the Making Star Wars Network's very own The Sith List. Well, guys, I think that's going to do it. So until next time, I am out of here. And may that force be with you.